We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Hey, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our sometimes weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier from Odyssey's Nerd Talk. I'm your host, Gregor, who definitely never used Spotify before in his life ever. And he's been a managing editor at Odyssey and now just a guy making jokes on Twitter. He does this for free. He's Brandon from the internet. I'm like not really making very many jokes on Twitter anymore. I have like so many feelings about Twitter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I am, I am tired of seeing Twitter drama and I just want to express my thoughts there to an audience that sometimes engages me. I have no... I have no desire to care at all about any of that stuff because Twitter's awful. Is this like the social media version of like, um, uh, like the art, hate the artist, you know, when like a, when a, some, but when a artist does something really problematic, uh, like Billie Eilish vapes, uh, <laughs> Does she? Oh, I don't no. know. Probably she's Gen Z, right? I feel like they you know all what vape. happened was uh, Josh Hom from Queens of the Stone Age uh, kicked the dude Ging, in the face. Yeah, kicked that photographer in the face, yeah. and then has just kind of like doubled down on being a dildo over the years. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if we're just being more sensitive, or if um, or if he's a bad dude, and then like he got divorced from his wife yeah. and that went real bad. But then yeah. also like I understand what it's like to be heartbroken and psychotic, and so yeah. it's like. It's just tough, yeah. And so the music still rules, well, and I don't feel any differently. It's kind of like, um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, are you going to stop listening to his music? Probably not. Um, yeah. You know, Michael Jackson did what he did, uh, apparently, allegedly, and yeah. uh, everybody still dances to Thriller every Halloween. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, uh, uh, you know, who's turned out to be a real dildo is mm. uh, John Cleese. Uh, really? Was like, yeah. Like uh, one of my favorite. I mean, I like it's such a nerd for Monty Python stuff back in the day and, and still love watching um, like Faulty Towers with him and, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he's like just turned into a real I don't know if he's like a Brexit guy, but like everything mm. about him screams uh, like, oh, the right hates me and the left hates me. So I must be doing it right. It's like or you're just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but what if both sides like, yeah, you? wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah, well, anyway, neither of us is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain. Not yet. But if you are, let us know what we get wrong, and maybe even once in a while, what we get right. It seems like we don't get a, a lot right. Um, <laughs> I I am right about John Cleese, John Cleese kind of being a dildo. Like, <laughs> I, I am gonna, right about my opinion. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I read this thing um, a, a while ago, and maybe we talked about it already, uh, but there's a... a uh, Apparently, when you get older, um, like the empathy portion of your mm. brain uh, decreases. Either that, or I'm thinking that like people just 
turn into uh people just stop caring so it's like maybe not maybe not something physiological happening but maybe you're just like your capacity for caring about stuff you're just like i'm too i can't like i've I've lived for so many years like there's so many things i've had to care about i'm just kind of done caring um and maybe that's the physiological aspect happening what Wait, am I old? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm old. Because I, I, I'm already feeling this. And I mean, part of it's already like maybe just our access to information, right? Like we have yeah. so much more access now. But old people, it seems to be that that it's always been the older people suck <laughs> or like they, they care. Uh, they, they The empathy turns off, right? It stops. It starts to be like not oh. in my backyard or, or you know, send all the homeless to, to the other part of the state that I don't yeah. care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm for that. Uh, old people are. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, I, sometimes people say, like, oh, I can't wait till I get old and I can just say all the crazy <laughs> that I want, and uh, and everybody's just like, ah, there's grandpa again. But I'm like, no, I want to like still care about people when I'm old. You got like the Patagonia guy, the guy that founded Patagonia. He's old and he's like, I'm gonna donate all of my billions of dollars. <laughs> I hear he's problematic though too. I think that he's not. That's my understanding is that even the good billionaires are bad, right? Yeah, but he's I like, don't... no, but he's like, F- my grandkids, I'm going to give all the money to the planet, right? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's like a good old guy thing to do. He's like, except for the people. <laughs> You're like, ah, dang it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I got to take a moment here to um, give a shout out to our dear friend Siege. Um, he had filled in for Brandon for a couple weeks and just did a lovely job being a weirdo from Florida and giving us good Florida takes on stuff. We didn't talk enough about alligators, I don't think, but he did a wonderful job and uh, we're forever uh, grateful for his uh, performances. Yeah, I promise I'll uh, listen to those. <laughs> but uh, Siege, I don't, like, honestly, I sh- like, I've listened to the uh, other shows that we've done with him and this, like, he is a nerd making jokes on the internet infinitely time like so many yeah. times better than i do so i don't know like this guy coming coming well, for my job to be fair he makes jokes you know as a comedian for a living yeah also. he's a professional so, yeah so um you should follow him at c-e-e-j siege ness siege ness on uh, twitter because he makes lots of jokes on there and it's a lot of fun he's like the uh the Loch Ness, the long lost Siege Ness monster. <laughs> From the Everglades, which are apparently water. <laughs> but also uh, gotta, but also plants? I gotta give a um I gotta give a real quick acknowledgement to something that we should talk about that I just didn't have time to prep for. We are um you you made a really good um message to me earlier. I don't even know what to call them when it's on Google or whatever. But you definitely said, uh, are we going to talk about Cyber Sex Monday? <laughs> and we are doing this as this recorded show this week. It is before time. Instead of live Tuesdays at 10, that's when the show airs or whatever. But um, it is Monday. It is we're Cyber the, Sex Monday. We're in the lane before you, time. I, re- I read that comment and I, like there was like this weird part of me. Like I don't feel proud of you like some sort of elder person or whatever, but I felt proud to do a show with you because all day on the radio I avoided making that joke and just needed to say it <laughs> offline somewhere so that way or off air so that way someone could hear it because all I want to be is like Cyber Monday used to mean something different in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And most people don't understand that it was like ASL, age, sex, location, and then yeah. you then talk about your wiener or whatever, yeah. you know? I, I didn't do a lot of cyber sexing. We've covered it before on this show that um, I, I'm i just like a, I don't know, hollow person or dead on the inside and outside or whatever it is. And like I've literally only ever been sexed one thing or two, if you count the time that our buddy Bryce sent me a 
uh, a text that said, Greg, I'm so horny right now just to try and make me feel better. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've just never, I've never been able to engage. I guess I'm just not sexy or sex material or something like that. I just feel very inept or something. And so Cybersex Monday is like, I couldn't even be cool doing cybersex on the internet. Yeah, I, it's, um, it feels gross. Uh, and, and like, not to like shame anybody or like, Hey, if your kink is not looking at boobs, but talking about them to each other, then like, Hey, you do you, but like to, it's like, um, not to get like too graphic, but like, um, talking dirty, you know, like, I feel like if it comes naturally to you, uh, if it like, if it feels natural to you to, to, to talk dirty when you're doing stuff, then great. But like, if somebody asked me to talk dirty, I'd be like, Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Uh, Oh, nice. This is damn yeah. that hole so hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, and like it's. I just can't. It's not a natural. Um, it's not a natural By the way, thing for me. That's all I'm saying. If I ever get to do the sex again, that is all I'm saying from, from now. <laughs> that on. hole so hot. <laughs> so uh, hot. But if somebody was like, uh, yeah, if somebody asked me. If, so next time anybody uh, listening to this is picturing me having sex, if you were picturing me <laughs> saying some dirty, raunchy things, uh, you're wrong. I'm not. <laughs> now Siege, on the other hand, oh boy. Oh gosh, he's he's. <laughs> That hole. <laughs> so anyway, I'd like to lead off uh, with a story that I'm going to dedicate to Siege for his hard work. It's about tobacco, only worse. So okay. China, we need to know what the hell you're up to. Scientists there have genetically modified a relative of the tobacco plant to produce cocaine in its leaves. <laughs> Siege? Like is, like, is there a bear problem there and their only solution is cocaine cigarettes and fist fights? Is that like what's on the on the cards for today? Also, when's the World Cup for that start? Because I'm really curious about that. <laughs> cocaine. Oh, you, do you remember Cocaine Bear? Uh, it was like a it was like a wild bear in in uh, California no. that that got into like uh, 38 pounds of cocaine or something yes, like that. Tony Montana Bear and had to be like it was like went on a rampage because it was just so coked up and it went on a rampage. It had to be like shot like a hundred times in order to stop this rampage. It's like absolutely went out like Tony Montana, just like, say hello to my little friend. And then just like had to be shot as many times as Tony Montana. If you haven't seen Scarface, it's been out for a very long time. You should see it. I did not just spoil it for you. Um, (laughs) I mean, you might've spoiled it for somebody, but it's on them. I think it's on you at this point. Uh, It's like every rapper has a poster on it, on their wall. If you've seen Cribs, you should have known that you should have gone and see Scarface. Face. <laughs> if you know what cribs is also props yeah. because we're now talking ancient ancient yeah. stuff again so what i'm saying is like did china just go like oh that was a viral trend in america maybe we should recreate this for the bears here what's the easiest what, way to do it we don't have a mexico so we can't get cocaine <laughs> let's just let's just uh make our own um the quote that comes to mind is um your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could do that, they didn't stop to think if they should. Uh, Jeff Goldblum in yeah. Jurassic Park, also from the 90s. So, uh, yeah, it's it's for me, it's like, oh, they're trying to come up with a substance to give to their people to turn them into soldiers to fight the Americans or uh, whatever. Sure, like, yeah, how, yeah. What, what can we feed them full of to be able to do that? Um, 
I want to know like how long it's going to be until the drug users are like, I only like organic non-GMO cocaine in my cigarettes, so <laughs> China could f off. I just don't, it's like we have plants that already produce cocaine. Like it's it's like <laughs> why are we making maybe maybe tobacco is like easier to grow or something? It's like isn't it notoriously hard to that's grow? That's what I thought. I, or like, was it corn is notoriously hard to grow? But I think tobacco is too. I I I, I mean everything is hard to grow. Like look at this plant behind me right now. It is very much. <laughs> Dying. Do you know uh, what kind of plant that is? It's a cocaine cl- plant. <laughs> <laughs> it's cocaine bamboo. <laughs> Coca- no cocaine's deal. easy to grow. I don't know why they had to add it to tobacco. <laughs> Talk about a cash crop. Hey. <laughs> it's, a, it's every time you pull, uh, it, it, it grows like a radish. And so every time you pull it out of the ground, it's just a little baggie of cocaine. Except <laughs> except also the, the hole where the stock goes into looks like a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> say hey cool, cool. <laughs> in case we're wondering what i'm getting tattooed on my body for this week's for this show <laughs> well big fan of how this is going so far <laughs> it's just a uh, it's just a little plant uh that is growing out of a sphincter <laughs> that's gonna be amazing i want to know what other plants we should get working on where we combine drugs and that this week's question of the week <laughs> what should we grow that we combine one drug with another <laughs> I've got some ideas. I want a corn that actually kills cholesterol, so like a Lipitor and corn combo. <laughs> Is that? I think that's what Lipitor does. I'm yeah. not actually sure, but I've just been to Costco no, recently. No, so. I mean it sounds like you're just GMOing, uh, uh, plant, uh, gen- genetically modifying plants to do to like counteract the side effects that they have. Like, what about you lick the, weed? You lick th- weed that doesn't make you hungry. It just makes you feel full. Or when you lick this frog's butt, it also gives you cocaine power. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I started to think about it. Could you like grow psilocybin mushrooms that also have the power of LSD? So you're like, or like ecstasy or something my, like my that? My hallucinations are having hallucinations. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I like the idea of speed carrots. You're like, this amphetamine carrot cake is amazing. <laughs> the calories work themselves off. Ah! <laughs> also, you want to fight, Grandma, you bitch? <laughs> it's just, oh no, you just put cocaine bear against speed bunny. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. Let me put it this way: We're going away entertained. Okay? <laughs> just Winnie the Pooh, just jacked, <laughs> fighting Bugs Bunny, who is t- doing his taxes, but really, really fast. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Speaking of animals fighting, <laughs> the robots trying to destroy, I mean assist you, landscape is getting pretty crowded. Boston Dynamics is suing Ghost Robotics for ripping off designs to make their robot dog. And while stealing intellectual property isn't cool, I think all of us want to see this go to its natural conclusion, the coolest way possible, yeah. robot dogfight for who gets to keep the patent, right? Yeah. And I'd like to I'd like to highlight that dogfighting is in no way cool when it's actual organic animals, but when you're talking about two robots fighting, this is absolutely the natural conclusion of BattleBots. This is what we've been waiting for since we were underwhelmed as children. I mean, this is how all lawsuits should be settled is like you have to do the illegal thing to each other and whoever does yeah. it better wins the lawsuit <laughs> your parents catch you smoking you're gonna finish that whole carton bobby hill yeah, yeah. it's uh uh yeah i mean like a robot that this makes me like excited for all of the potential uh animal fights i mean like of, of course we've, we've seen mecha fights in like pacific mm -hmm. rim and all of these other you know uh gundam shows and things like that yeah. it's like oh man like like uh, like while I know that dog fighting and like rooster fighting isn't cool because it's animal abuse and all that, and I love if animals, it was robots, but if it was robots, I'd be so down. How about grandmas? Can we just like get the <laughs> bipedal ones and they like but give one a bad hip or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> this grandma smoked for seventy years. She smoked cocaine tobacco, to be clear. <laughs> Chinese grandmas <laughs> of the future. <laughs> yeah, it's there's got to be some of that now. The other thing is, like, I'm sure this is where the future is going, is where we, like, the movie Robot Jocks from the late 80s, early 90s, shout-outs to Sean Gervin, who will totally know that reference, like, you're going to have, instead of having the actual wars, it's going to be poverty from e for everybody, and it's going to be, like, that, you know, kind of cyberpunk future, but you're going to have giant robots fighting out for the honor of the countries to gain territory, like, in a weird robotic game of risk. I think that's going to happen, but then we'll even more so value when human versus human stuff happens illegally on the side when it's like oh they're gonna play soccer they're not using robots Ooh, i'll bet on that you know <laughs> it's uh it's it's yeah like soccer will of course like transform into exploding so or like rocket league basically yeah uh or or just something insane like we've talked about i think we talked about this before is like performance enhancing drugs make uh players at sports better at the sports that they play therefore increasing the amount of entertainment that yeah. the fans uh enjoy right so like realistically while i get that the unless everybody's doing the performance enhancing enhancing drug then, then but yeah but no but i'm saying is like um it ruins the you know quote-unquote integrity of the game it's like well that's we're, for stats we're, for nerds. We're though. making the game better by making yeah. like Sammy Sosa hit a billion home runs in a season. Yeah, you want to like give an then you want to add like a three point line. Yeah, you know if like if he hits a home run, but it also hits a guy on Clark Street, <laughs> like then it's like yeah, then it's yeah. it's more points, right? Yeah, um, uh, or more runs. I guess I should get my baseball analogy right. Like in soccer, like imagine all these like robots are all of a sudden playing. It's like yeah, it's like the extreme best version of the sport because now every 69th kick the ball explodes <laughs> and whoever's touching it uh doesn't get a red card they're just out of the game <laughs> now imagine mma if the contestants didn't tap out 
Like if you got one robot got another robot into an arm bar and instead of tapping out, just tore the arm off of it and then turned around and started hitting <laughs> like, him the robot that starts hitting Joe Rogan and you're like <laughs> Robot Joe Alas? Rogan. No, 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 actual Joe Rogan. Well, that's how you get Robot Joe Rogan. Joe Robo Rogan. <laughs> Joe Robogan? Ro- Robin? Robo- Robo Robogan. <laughs> He's a Robogan. He is now Australian also. <laughs> Hogan Robogan. Anyway, I, I think it sounds amazing that the that these people are fighting over patents. Of course, Ghost Robotics is like, we didn't rip anything off. And Boston Dynamics is like, we have all this paper trail of you ripping us off. And it sounds so boring, right? Yeah. You want them to fight it out for whoever has the best robot, and then everyone else gets thrown into the lava pit. Speaking and- of which, I meant to make a comment about this when we kicked off saying that we were recording today. I didn't have enough time to do the work on... Um, what is it? The uh, the Hawaiian Mount Aloha. volcano. Mount Aloha. Uh, yeah, Mount Aloha is exploding right now. And as our person who just came back from Hawaii, we need your insight into what's going on there. Please. Well, as the uh, uh, Nerd Talk Plus uh, Hawaiian correspondent. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. We've gone from Florida to Hawaii. I think the <laughs> furthest distance you can go in the United States Probably, for coverage. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I was in Hawaii and now there's a volcano going off there. So pretty crazy, right? Uh, I didn't do it. Uh, no, actually, my, my in-laws are there right now and I was uh, texting them. Do they like live there or something? They or have like, a house the- there, which is why uh, we were there. You could just go for two weeks for like without any repercussion. Oh, dude, I mean, we went for two weeks. We didn't use, uh, we didn't spend any money to get down there. I mean, we, we paid for a hotel one night because we had uh, a layover, but... Um, we used credit card points to to book the flights down there, and then we got to stay in that place for uh, a while. So all we had to do was spend money on food and a couple little accommodation things. It's pretty nice. Um, but this this thing that this uh, Mount Aloha that's going off is supposedly like the the biggest active volcano in the world, uh, and apparently it's supposed to it goes off like pretty frequently i guess it's gone off like every two and a half years up till 1985 and since then it's like taken a pretty uh, a more casual approach to uh blowing off its steam now i wonder if it means that it'll be a larger eruption i wonder if this is like you held it for a while because you weren't sure if it was going to come out as gas or liquid yeah. and then like <laughs> now you're pretty sure and like here we go <laughs> uh, dude, it's uh fifth grade me uh totally understands uh 27 minute ago me totally understands <laughs> dude, so i was talking to to my wife about this this morning and she was you know i was telling her about the not not about me pooping my pants um yeah. although yesterday that almost happened uh talking to me <laughs> about the volcano and i was like yeah you know what's crazy about this volcano is how different the the risks of a volcano like mauna loa are compared to something like mount rainier uh in seattle and, or not in Seattle, but you know, you get it in yeah. the Pacific Northwest in Washington state. Um, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and the difference is, is like this, this volcano, Mauna Loa and a lot of the volcanoes in, um, Hawaii and even some of the volcanoes in like Iceland and Norway and all that, they go off pretty frequently where when they do, you don't have to, even if it's only, uh, erupted a couple of times since 1985, uh, that's still usually enough to relieve enough pressure off of the volcano so that it the next eruption isn't catastrophic and doesn't destroy the big island. You know what I mean? Um, Whereas Mount Rainier, which has been dormant for hundreds of years at this point, um, when that goes off, I'm like, oh, it's crazy that in Mount Aloha, they're talking about the lava and like how they might have to uh, evacuate because of the lava flow coming out of it. Where I'm like, when Mount Rainier 
goes off. It'll you don't have to worry about the lava. You have to worry about gigantic rivers of trees and rocks flowing through oh. Enumclaw uh, in these pyroclastic flows, destroying See you everything. See later, and, and my brother, <laughs> who yeah. lives in Enumclaw. But, like, yeah, you have to start worrying about all of these, like... Wait, weed brother or teacher brother? Uh, actually, both brothers. Oh, they do? Yeah, they both live in Enumclaw. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. Um, they could form one brother. Weed teacher brother. <laughs> That's crazy because over Thanksgiving, my weed brother did teach me some stuff about weed. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they uh, how how when you inhale THC versus when you eat THC, how it is uh, metabolized. metabolized in your body. Like when you eat it, it's metabolized in your liver. So it creates different types of response and can sometimes have more of a hallucinogenic response versus when you... Um, uh, inhale it uh, via smoking or something like that. I thought it was pretty crazy. I didn't know. Weed teacher brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, weed teacher brother, <laughs> for all the hard work. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's just crazy that uh, this Mount Aloha one is going off and everybody's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I'll move out of my house for a couple weeks in case the lava burns it down. Whereas, like, if Mount Rainier ever goes off, like, I live 400 miles away from it. Or, uh, less than that. But I live hundreds of miles away from it and am still going to be terrified. Yeah, it's still going to ruin everyone's day when it goes off. Yeah. That's that's going to be like a big, big problem yeah. uh, eventually. I recommend following Epic Lava underscore on Instagram because Homeboy just posts a ton of cool lava content from Hawaii, yeah. including Mauna Loa happening today. So I um, Epic yeah. Lava underscore? Yeah. Oh, he's verified now, on Instagram? Yeah, right? Dang. Now, my big question, my big question for the... Um, that the dark part of my brain goes into is how much does it cost to bribe a helicopter pilot into flying over it? Because I want to see that from like an unsafe position. I want to like, I want to be right there. And then yeah. like, if things go wrong, like, Oh, well, like, you know, if, the, if lava jumps up and pulls the, you know, cause that's how lava works, yeah, jumps yeah. up and pulls the helicopter into the, you know, into the crater, into the caldera then yeah. whatever yeah like it'd be worth it because holy crap that was crazy You're especially like, if it's dream come true first of all yeah exactly because for anyone that's been following me long enough my dream is once i die is to have my full body thrown into a volcano yeah, yeah. i'm moving towards accepting if my ashes could be done because i'll be dead and it won't matter yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you want integrity you jerks then you throw my whole body in there okay? yeah that's that's the plan so yeah it's um it's I don't know. I, I asked one of my buddies that used to live there how much he thinks it would cost to bribe a helicopter pilot. He said $4,000. And I was like... That's, that I, seems reasonable. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, was like... I wonder if, like, um, when you're on a helicopter, uh, like, I, I don't know I don't know if the reason, if this is why, but, like, um, it, when Chernobyl happened, right? Like, mm. um, helicopters that would fly over the, the disaster site would wreck. Like, just they would fly over and then they would crash. And it had something to do with the radiation. But, like, part of me thinks that if you were flying over active uh, lava or, like, an active volcano, like, the heat that is rising off of it would would make that somewhat impossible or like like just the amount of energy that's coming off of the 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 lava or just like the flow of thing the magma um mm. also is it magma or is it lava uh and we'll like, have to get what's... we'll have to get a volcanologist on here to clarify that aka google <laughs> i started to google can you fly a helicopter and boy some of the things that it asks are pretty awesome like <laughs> drunk <at> night, <laughs> during an earthquake <laughs> I, I imagine glasses? during an, during an earthquake should be fine, right? Like if you're like the Earth is shaking, but I I famously in a helicopter, you're not on the Earth. 
Wow. Mauna Loa helicopter tours are completely private if you desire. At your choice, you can fly with up to two or three other passengers with or without doors. What? (laughs) Window seats are always guaranteed at no additional cost. I don't know if that's during eruption, but that seems like... During erection? uh, Oh my god, I've got such a huge boner. They're like, we are not flying over. (laughs) Land this thing right now. Scientists use the term magma for molten rock that is underground and lava for molten rock that breaks through the Earth's surface. Yeah, so it's like a pimple versus face. Got it. (laughs) The Famously, the term that is used for the stuff that comes out of your pimple. Speaking of which, global declining sperm counts could threaten humankind's survival, says a story at weather.com. Classic weather. <laughs> Part, partly cloudy with a chance of skeet, skeet, skeet. Wait, did you mean sleet? I said what I said. Uh, you, uh, uh, you bring this up to your neighbor and you're like, oh, have you heard about the uh, the sperm lately? And they'd be like, what? Dude, hey, I'm just trying to talk about the weather, man. <laughs> like, hey, why are you getting so offended? Like, put it away anyway uh, i want to know who at weather.com went around collecting samples for that research <laughs> hi i'm from weather.com i'm gonna need you to fill this cup to this line <laughs> is it raining yeah it's not rain <laughs> in my lifetime alone the sperm count in more than 50 countries that's been studied has decreased by almost half so that's i mean i feel like we were at least i was warned as a could you stop that please oh sorry <laughs> I feel like I was warned as a kid to uh, stop smoking weed and <laughs> not use the hot tub if I wanted to not affect the sperm count. Or probably when I was a kid, oppositely to be like, then you can bang without protection. Yeah. <laughs> now, so you're telling me all I have to do is smoke weed and I can't have kids? <laughs> I want, also, I want to know if either of those things is even remotely true, if weed affects sperm count and if hot tub. I bet you hot tubs does because that messes yeah. up your nuts. But Yeah. yeah they um, So weather.com says that when they actually went in to figure out what's causing it they don't know but it accelerated in the current millennium even more significantly and i'm like well you know what else dirty movies and access to them on the internet blew up around then yeah i'm told (laughs) yeah just like they should maybe they did they tell their uh their test uh weatherman to uh like not jerk it for a couple weeks and then test the the sperm count (laughs) <laughs> also like I, I just read a thing that like in, in the last you ready for some weather baby that's my new dirty talk <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's actually dirty talk i could feel comfortable with it's like oh it's uh it's it's crazy it snowed out a Mono lot today oh about to erupt on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah science dirty talk that's what we're at yeah 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 uh not even science just weather dirty talk meteorology <laughs> weather, uh, dirty talk <laughs> like the, the the weakest science <laughs> uh, t- tell that to steve pool uh, uh pools are pools bad for your uh, sperm count now no, I feel like uh, I read a thing recently that is like the the population, the global population in like 1920 was like two billion people, mm. and we just passed what eight billion people eight on billion the planet. People. It's like we've quadrupled the population size. Look at in that math! A hundred years, right? Like, yeah. that's insane. That's an absolutely insane amount of uh, of growth. And the fact that we've uh, somehow—I mean, not that not to say that we've sustainably done it, but like people uh you would say that we're living in the uh a time where people are more benefited from uh technology and all the things like that now than than 100 years ago when there was less people but maybe there's more people now so there's more people to to 
to, to the services for the other people. I don't know. I don't know exactly, like, not to say it's sustainable, but, like, the fact that we've been able to quadruple our population. Yeah. Usually the thing that controls population growth is access to resources. We've obviously already determined that uh, there are not enough resources uh, for this many people to, to be sustainable on Earth, uh, which is why we're now growing cocaine tobacco. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, just, it's just absolutely crazy because uh, it, it seems like procreation is not an issue right now. So the um, what's the big worry is that the collapse of the economy, if you because the economy is literally the people who do the work. It's not like some spreadsheet or data or something like that. It's actually the people who do the things. And so the collapse of that from the lack of people, like you might lose cultures like Japan and stuff for the populations in decline. Like who's going to take those jobs? Robots, obviously. And then you make them fight each other to see which robots get to survive. It's going to be awesome. I read um I read a book called The Rational Optimist some years ago and it talks about how easy it is to fearmonger on things without actually having like a step aside approach and mm-hmm. they predicted that the in this book that like the statistically speaking the w- world is actually expected to get to like eight and a half billion before it stabilizes and starts coming back down because a we can't support more than that and b we don't there's no first world nation who's birth rate is higher today than it was 30 years ago or something like that. You have to go back and find the facts about it or whatever. But again, The Rational Optimist by Matt Ridley, um, that there's just not, that we're not increasing at the rate that you need to sustain increase and that it's a, we're about to peak and start coming back down. And so I'm sure someone will find a way to take advantage of us financially when it comes to that. But also it's... Um, well, I mean, somehow like like uh, birth rates, right, even in the United States have, have gone down over the last few decades and you think like yeah we had the baby boom uh but but with cultural changes with uh financial changes with the fact that uh, you don't have to have kids to work the farm anymore (laughs) or like to to sustain you in your old age i mean realistically it's like uh, i was hearing somebody say like "Ah, honestly they're really the reason you have kids is so that you can grow old and there's people to take care of you when you can't take care of yourself anymore and i was like yeah i mean i'm gonna need a couple more kids if that's the case uh it's it's but like that's not necessary as much anymore when we're in a society where technology can supposedly solve everything. Like uh, when I'm going to be old and I'm like, I need my diaper changed. Come here, Robo Rogan, and he's going to come <laughs> over. <laughs> Have some hot takes while he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. So Brandon, I'm at a time crunch here. I only have a few more minutes, but I want to get to this. One more story. Oh, it's two stories in one. I think we can do it. Let's do it. So I read a lot about lab-grown meat saving the planet and cows and stuff, but like, how close are we actually getting putting like a steak into a stainless steel pan for a nice sear? You know, yeah. from Reuters.com, lab-grown meat cleared for human consumption by U.S. regulators. Why they would give lab meat the go-ahead to consume humans, I don't know, but I don't think. <laughs> uh, uh, Never thought that this is how the uprising would go, but it's obviously just a bad, badly written headline. What's really going on is the FDA has cleared upside foods to create meat products by using stem cells that are then reproduced in like metal tanks and formed into nuggets and other stuff. Should they get full approval, we could be eating real slash fake slash synthetic meat in just a matter of years. I just hope that they have figured out how to engineer out the weird knuckly parts that make you want to insta barf when you're like eating some meat. Just and then... the ten- the tendony like yeah, is nastiness. It, like if I bite into that, it's over. That meal's yeah. over for me, and oh, yeah. I might not eat that 
meal for months afterwards because yeah. I'm so repulsed by it. Which is why we know that if it ever came down to it, I would never be able to sustain myself because I can't <laughs> eat the the knuckly parts, let alone three-day-old meat that you're like, well, this is all we have. Uh, so. I had a friend recently tell me about how he was up in Alaska and like this whole part of the story was an aside to the thing he was telling me. He was like, yeah, but I, uh, some friends called me and they said that they had shot a moose and they needed me to uh, come up and help them out with it. And I was like, oh, help you help them out by carrying it. And he goes, and he was like, no, no, no. I, uh, I, they had never skinned an animal before. So I just went up there and I started skinning it and we were just chatting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am such a wimp. I've never even like, I mean, I, I, I just doesn't make me whip, but like, I've never even shot an animal, let alone like thought about how to carve it up and skin it um i guess like growing your dead moose from scratch is probably better uh also like uh i think i'm against this because uh, for me meat life begins at uh stem cell conception get, get out you get out of here you are not not okay i'm not having that discussion right now on to the second part of the story time.com got to sample a tasty steak without the moo in there um they they teamed up with this Israeli company that's doing this. It's not FDA approved or anything. And even that last company, if they get, they have the approval to try and make the stuff, they don't have the approval to sell it yet. So no one's like giving the thumbs up except for Singapore lets one company do it there. But in Israel, they're figured out not just how to make like nuggets and stuff, but how to give it textures that you need and to get the fats in it to make it actually taste like a real steak. Because that's the problem. You can grow a bunch of the same steak cells, but how do you assemble it so that way it actually res- res- like what do you call it? What resembles. It? Resembles or, things. Yeah. The food that you're trying to get. So um, they point out that the global livestock industry is responsible for like when it comes to man-made greenhouse emissions nearly as much as road transportation, aviation, and shipping combined just to make meat which is chickens just to make the chicken part of the meat yeah well livestock so like oh oh i thought uh, okay yeah yeah yeah. so like but whatever it doesn't matter that's crazy yeah so what they've done is they've they've taken stem cells and coaxed them into different meat components in something called a bioreactor i referred to it as a metal vat a few minutes ago or tank or something like that but it's a bioreactor which makes it sound like it's definitely going to turn into godzilla and kill us at some point right but also how cool to give it such a badass name just a giant piece of ham destroying our cities But they can take these different parts that they've made of the bioreactor and combine them somehow. They can coax them into forming into meat products, now including steak. The author described it, and he was like, there's a couple different things, and what he had was almost like briskety, like the way that it's like fibrous, only not dry like it. He said, Uh the flavor is pure meat, a caramelized crust giving way to a savory richness. The square shape and thin cut betray my steak's bioreactor origins, but eyes closed, I wouldn't know the difference. Wow. It doesn't taste like the future, as promised. It tastes like steak, only without the guilt. And I am, I don't care about Brandon's religious stance on this, about where the, when the meat starts and when, it's, when it doesn't. I am all in on trying this, man. Yeah. My big concern is that, like, my wife is vegan, and so the, the not meat market right now is huge because people are trying to make these synthetics that we can try and get us off of meats to help save the planet a little bit. But for vegans, it's amazing because there's tons of options. Does that industry take a big hit because the grow it in a vat industry becomes more prevalent? 
I mean, if 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 uh, if the global livestock industry industry is so large that it's able to account for fourteen percent of all man-made greenhouse gas emissions, I would say that there's so much money in it that this meat never sees the market, or if it does, it never gets that big of a uh, market share because uh, this is the what would you say the rational optimist? This is the rational pessimist uh, part of me that says like the the people who make the money from that industry are never yeah. going to allow. Uh, the FDA to approve something like this to be sold for human consumption. So in my mind, it happens similar. The rational optimist part of me thinks that much like the the solar and the green energy sector couldn't take off until the until the energy controlling powers got on board to do it. They want their cut of this industry, and so now they're accelerating it forward so they can still control mm-hmm. the... Um, they can still have the power. Because, it, like, this is such a basic example, but I think about it all the time. In StarCraft, the goal is you need to get resources. And whoever gets the best resources the fastest ultimately has the power. Because yeah, you, you can build, build, build. If all of these companies already have all of this money from the work that they're doing, like then they probably are going to be the best positioned to invest into this. I see what you're saying. The problem with me is like the way that you describe the way the meat is grown is I just picture a bunch of like little meat worms like crawling themselves towards Gross. each other and forming a steak. Like it's just a, it's just the the the. Like I, it's like I don't like coaxing to, doesn't help. I get yeah. it. Yeah, the, I don't like to think about like right now. I I I'm not a vegetarian. I read a book called Eating Animals um, by the same guy who wrote Everything Is Illuminated. His name's Jonathan Safran Foer. It's it's why he became a, a vegetarian, right? Uh, and and I read the whole book and I was like, that's nice, and I totally understand it. But like, I'm still gonna eat it. Be, I'm gonna still eat meat because I like it, right? But I if I'm in the process of eating uh, a animal product and i think about the fact that this animal was a cute little lamb once before i started to eat it in my euro it like kind of ruins it for me (laughs) um but like i already am pretty good at disassociating the process of how my food is made with uh me eating it so i think i'll be okay we just covered that with the moose yeah like when you're like i I think i'll be okay disassociating my little meat worms crawling toward each other when i'm eating my uh lab-grown steak I'm such a wuss, dude. Sometimes I'm like eating vegetables and I'm like, what right do I have to just go and like kill this plant for my own sustenance? And I'm like, because that plant was living just because it's not sentient doesn't mean it's not part of the ecosystem. I was just thinking about that as I put my Christmas tree up last night in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not. uh, It's weird because we can't have a fresh Christmas tree because one of our cats just eats it. And it's like, I mean, maybe it'll kill him and good riddance or whatever. There's cocaine in these needles. (laughs) All right, well, that brings us to the end of another very heady show, Brandon. After all, we are really focused on bringing high-caliber content, so I want to know what it is that we learned this week. What'd you learn this week? Uh, I learned that the best way for me to uh, dirty talk is going to be talking about the weather. (laughs) Weather dirty talk with Brandon, everybody. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's my next podcast. Uh, (laughs) How about, uh, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, um, I'm really glad that Robo Robogan, wait, <laughs> Robo Joe Rogan Bogan, uh, will live on as a robot. I just came to a conclusion about something. I learned this week, Brandon, that when we're arguing about whether or not we're going to have synthetic bioreactor meat or cow meat or whatever, we missed the obvious solution. What's that? We need a robot cow so we can eat robot meat. <laughs> I can't wait to eat. Robo Joe Rogan, Robin, 
uh, I can't wait to eat Robo Joe Rogan's robot meat. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! Thanks for joining us for Nerd Talk Plus every Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. We're streaming for the Odyssey app. We appreciate having you along, and it's available from your podcast provider, perhaps the Odyssey app. Uh, after that, sometime, usually when I stop being too lazy to post it. But anyway, uh, every Tuesday morning, 10 a.m., join us. Thank you, Brandon. Welcome back. You're going to have to fight me for my robo meat. <laughs> I just imagine like a Terminator style, like <laughs> it's a cow, you know, a cow tissue over endoskeleton or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> every time you bite, it re, 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 like replicates the spot that you just chewed out of. <laughs> uh. Yeah. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.